It is a two for Tuesday. I got another pair of Red Sox tickets to give away in one half an hour at 930. Right now, though, Red Sox insider Rob Bradford brought to you by McFarland Energy, the home oil and HVAC company that Greater Boston, the North Shore, and all of Cape Cod depend on. See McFarlandEnergy.com for more. Bradfoe also brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Bradfoe. All right, let's go. You guys, I, I listen to you every morning. You make me think, right? Oh, it's yes. a great thing. You make yeah. me think. And so I I have all, also had a delicate breakup. Yes. <laughs> okay. With when, a man uh, named Xander Bogart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, did he quiet quit his relationship? Is that what is that sort of like? Doesn't that fit right perfectly? Does <laughs> come on? Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, that is true. Uh, and, and also, who's going to the Taylor Swift concert me. besides me? Oh, Courtney. Oh, Courtney's a huge Swifty. Yep. Spoil, spoiler alert: When she comes on stage, I know what she's doing. I do too. I mean, I watched the after she did her opening night in Arizona. I watched the opening of it. No, this and is going to be different. Oh. Wiggy, what's she going to be doing? What's she going to be yelling? Uh, let's <laughs> go Red no, Sox. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, no. she's going to yeah, come out and yeah. say, McFarlane, <laughs> <laughs> you need your heat in hot water Bradford, Bradford, you're not going. you're not going to that show, are you? No, but oh, so right. I. this is another question I have. So I'm going to actually out to San Diego. I have a question for Courtney. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't, I don't know how much your ticket costs, but right now the tickets are at I think twelve forty. Yeah, right Oof. for one ticket. Yep, one ticket. Um, if you had your choice, if I could give you a weekend of watching the great game of baseball reunited with Xander Bogarts in San Diego for the weekend, or going to that one night of Taylor Swift, what would it be? Uh, that's not even a question for me, but uh, <laughs> and I, you're Bogarts. not going to like my answer. <laughs> All right. It's San Diego. Yeah, it is San Diego. It, I think that is the responsible choice, and that the, that's the choice that makes more sense uh, for me. Taylor Swift is, you know, haven't seen her in five years here in uh, Boston. So, oh wow, listen, reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, can I ask you? We talked about it earlier briefly, but can I ask you about Aaron Judge looking over toward the dugout and then uh, uh, hitting a home run? Is yeah. uh, anything fishy going on there, or? According to Aaron Judge, no. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Judge said what he said. He said that he was looking over to say, hey, see who was chirping from his dugout. Hey, guys, cut it out. Stop talking. Stop yelling. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is that nobody had seen him do that. And it was so obvious. Like, it was so, so evident of him. I don't, first of all, I don't know how someone does that where you're looking over a completely different direction and then, boom, focus on the pitcher and hit like an 800-foot home run. But uh, I think that everything's in play when it comes to this great game of baseball right now. And when it comes to that stuff, I think it's fair to ask, uh, which he was after the game. I'm glad people asked him after the game. But isn't that, though, part of it? You Don't you have to do a better job of not giving the signals? Because he's not using any type of technology. He's just Yeah, not- well, so so here's the thing. If it was, if he was peeking back into looking at the catcher or something like that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the catcher's fault. But he wasn't really looking that way. He was looking, they're saying, into the Yankees' dugout, which some people would be suggesting that that they're 
giving him some information off of whatever pitch is coming from the dugout. That's, you know, I don't know if that's allowed because there's no way that they can get the sign from the dugout other than some way that's not legal. So, uh, yeah, it's all of it is they're, they're trying to limit this stuff. But as we saw this weekend, like the rules, the technology, everything, it's it's a total work in progress. And unfortunately, uh, it's just leading to a little more and more chaos every day. Brad Foe with uh, Schreiber going down to IR for a bit, it seems. Uh, are we going to have an issue when it comes to relievers on this team at a bad time where they're in the skid? Yeah, man, it's it's not looking good when it comes to the the one part of the team which you thought there you go that's 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 the part you don't have to worry about. But you have Kenley Jansen who w- wasn't good after throwing you know 110 miles an hour on the day that he got 400 saves. You have you know Josh Winkowski have his first bad outing in the entire year, and then now you have John Schreiber who is like a legit legit guy that you can count on in, in the seventh and eighth inning. Now he's hurt. The whole thing about this is considering how like I was talking last time I talked to you guys. Everything is turned. Like every everything that we thought to be know, know to be true about this team, we don't know anymore. And that's a problem. Considering, especially considering that I said that you had to define yourself, you had to figure things out by the time Taylor Swift took the stage on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Folk, but when you when you look at like where Red Sox fans are and they're looking at this team, is this a team that can truly contend for the postseason, or is this a team that because the rest of the uh, American League East is so kind of loaded and everybody's right around the same thing, is it just like this is what you are? You're probably not going to make the postseason, and you got to be looking more towards the future. A week ago, we would say, no, you're in it. You've proven that you can hang with the big boys. You've won eight in a row. And I think that they could potentially still be that team. The problem is, is that, as I said, you had to define yourself. You had to say, we can hang with the big boys. We can compete with anybody. And and we're going to prove that by the time we get to the end of May. Because at the end of May, you know what's sitting there? A West Coast trip against three really good teams. In the Padres and the Angels and the Diamondbacks. They don't all have necessarily great records, but they're really good teams. And the team you're playing now is a really talented team that a lot of people thought was going to be one of the best teams in the American League. So you have to prove yourself out of the get. You have to enough of this. Oh, well, it didn't work out in the ninth inning for a couple of days. And now you hit the sort of a clunker on Sunday night because Tristan Cassis was talking about trees being mic'd up. Um, and then last night, well, is this a let? No, you got to start winning games because everybody else is winning games. And as you point out, everybody else has a case to, to be in the playoffs just as much as you do. Speaking of being mic'd up during the game, do, do the players like it? We were talking about it earlier. I like it. Wiggy can't stand it. Do, <laughs> do, do the players like it? The the players like it. Um, for me, it's uncomfortable when you're, especially when you're in a position that's close to the action as much as a first baseman is. Like they did it last year with Dahlback, and I was it was sort of uncomfortable. Um, like it's. When Tristan Cassis, who's a great, great interview, uh, a really unique guy, great guy to talk to, but when he's talking about things that are pretty heavy, like his mom, why you're trying to get ready for a play, that's sort of weird. Now, I'll say all of that, and we can't be hypocrites. 
the baseball, we've said this before, that baseball is at a point where you got to do some Hail Marys. You have to reel in the next demographic. And so we can't be hypocrites and say, oh, don't do this or don't do that. You have to try things like that. And, the, and to answer your question, the players like it. It's good for their brand. I mean, this, and let's be honest. Well, for a lot of these guys, you know, that's an important thing. I think, that, But they also like to have fun. And this, for them, this is fun. Bradfo, it does feel like the moves that were made during the offseason and the guys that we've lost uh, continue to bite us in the butt because at a time where we're confused about our pitching and the strength that comes from that, uh, like Michael Walker had a career night last night with the Padres. What is it about some guys that we seem to let go and not think twice about that, that end up going on to be being much better players than we thought they'd be? Well, it's a bad look in the sense that you have Waka, who they showed pretty much no interest in bringing back for some reason, and then you have Corey Kluber, and you prioritize Corey Kluber, and it's just you know this these innocuous nothing starts so far from Kluber, so this up and down, um, and I, would Waka be doing it in this division? I don't know, but it, it, you have to identify the right guys, and and it comes back to that whole conversation that we've had a million times here. How come you don't prioritize the guys that you already have? Now, I know that they tried to get Nathan Avaldi back, but it, it wasn't trying hard enough. That's just the reality. If you really want to get him back, you get him back. You go to uncomfortable levels. But they didn't, and now he went to the Texas Rangers. Well, they did so, another guy they did nothing with during the season as far as getting a deal done. And so, I, I yeah, mean, that's... And, yeah, and, and so they're – they, when you do what they did when it comes to guys like that, you're basically saying we're going to take our chances that A, you're gonna, your, your market value is going to go down by the time you hit free agency, or B, your market value isn't going to be what it is when it comes to the offseason. And the Evaldi thing was a roller coaster. They make the offer, he turns it down, and then, and then they spend the money, and then, they, and then Evaldi start, comes back, and it, it, was, it was sort of a mess. But you look at it, I just don't, it goes back to the Bogarts thing. I hate to keep coming back to the Bogarts thing, but there are so many lessons to be learned from John Lester, whatever, eight years ago, and Xander Bogarts now, which is sometimes you just have to be proactive. Now, I'll say this. It's been a good month for Heimblum. I mean, we can't ignore that. A lot of the things that he has done has have really, really worked out, and he deserves credit for but the bigger picture, sometimes I think I, it does frustrate me that that teams, that organizations, that front offices in this town aren't more proactive and don't get uncomfortable a little bit earlier in the process. Bradford, what do you think, like when you're looking at this baseball team, what do you think the biggest thing that they need to show that they are a team that can consistently, you know, win enough series to get them into the postseason? Well, I think they just need to find out who they are. I mean, I, I know that's like a, a generic cliche answer, but oh, you're a team that was third in the, in the majors in runs. Okay, you're a good offensive team, and in the last couple of days, you, you can't score at all. You're a team that has all this potential as a starting uh, starting rotation, and now the the one guy that we know is your guy, Chris Curtis's guy, Chris Sale. My man. So, yeah, I mean, ace of the staff, best contract in baseball. I would trade uh, him today, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? There you go. But if you trade him, then you have the one guy in the staff that you you, absolutely, you have pretty have a pretty good idea of what he is. 
You, you're letting him go. In two months, when he's hurt again, you'll say, Curtis, you were right. All right, but I'll bet you a sweatshirt. I, I would. Well, Jackson will steal it. But, um, <laughs> Rob, I, I, you know this team better than most. I would say the most. You're the best Red Sox insider there is. How many years away are they from actual title contention? Uh, I don't. I don't think they potentially are that far off because of the way that baseball can break. We've seen crazier things happen. But the problem is, Chris, is that it, it, nothing's changed. Every so many things have. To, when you build a team like this, so many things have you have to hit on. In other words, you aren't when you pay for the certainty of of let's say five guys. You know pretty much you're going to have a good team that's going to be in contention. Look at the team they're going to play on Taylor Swift night Friday at San Diego Padres. Even though their record isn't great, you have a pretty good idea they're going to be pretty good. But you know when you have this sort of team, which is, is good across the board but maybe not great, then you have to have so many things go right. And they did. I mean, they did when they won eight in a row. So to answer your question, I don't think they potentially could be far off. But they need the Marcelo Meyer to be a really uh, not a star, but a really really good player. They need these short term deals to work out. You can't have a, a bump in the road when it comes to a guy like Kenley Jansen or a Corey Kluber. You can't have that if you're going to build a team this way. You have to hit on a lot of things, and you know what? Maybe they can. But so to answer your question, they can. But it's going to be a little bit more difficult than maybe it has in years past. All right. Well, if there is one thing that we can all agree on, it is that baseball isn't boring. Mm -hmm. And right there is the host of that podcast, Rob Bradford. Bradford, thank you. And by the way, great sweatshirts. Great Greg Hill Roadshow sweatshirts. I saw that. Ooh, would you like one? Uh, I would like one. And I do have a question. You talk about like uh, women liking the bad boys. Yep. I want to know if Jackson likes being the bad boy of someone who stole a sweatshirt. If 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 he feel if he if he airs on the side of the baseballs and boring sweatshirt because it's the thrill of stealing it over the just being given it to him mm, like question. the Greg Hill show. Are you coming to a road show? Yeah, I would love to. You have one in San Diego this weekend? No, we don't. No, are you getting a free trip to San Diego or something? You've mentioned sounds it like it is. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bradfoe. That's Rob Bradford. Here's Courtney with what is trending right now.